And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Back with another episode, ready to talk some Disney here. This is late January. Next week is February already, which is insane to me. You know, it feels like Christmas was just like a week ago. Feels like Thanksgiving was just a few weeks ago. And like, to me, still, like Halloween doesn't seem that long ago. And here we are, you know, almost February. But February is pretty much spring. And spring is, you know, pretty much summer. Right? Right? Does that make sense? (laughs) That's how... That's kind of how I cope with things. Like, February, pitchers and catchers report to spring training for baseball. You know, early March, spring training starts. And then we're in the spring, you know, regular season starts. Now we're into summer, so that's kind of how I get through everything. Thank you guys for coming back and listening. For all my returning listeners, for all you new listeners, welcome to the show. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Disney World Today. It's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open if... Uh, you want to stop by and say what's up. If, if you have an idea or suggestion for the show, topic idea, top five lists, anything like that, comments, questions, concerns, um, anything like that, hit me up on Instagram, TikTok too, making a, uh, making a push for 10,000 followers. And wherever you're listening to this, if you could stop for a second, hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. If you leave me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Before we get into this week's episode, let's just go over last week's episode, a little summary. Plus, there's a little more I think we can talk about. Last week's episode was all about Splash Mountain. It was the history of Splash Mountain. I wasn't sure what to call it, the history of or a tribute to Splash Mountain because uh, at the time of recording this, it's officially closed. Uh, at, at Walt Disney World, at least, it's officially closed. They have the walls up already. It's, uh, it's gone. It's a done deal going to be replaced, rethemed with a Princess in the Frog attraction. And there was a lot. Like if you were on Instagram, Disney Instagram or Twitter, you know, for the first few days uh, of this week, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it got crazy. It was pretty much all Splash Mountain. You know, you you, um, you kept seeing, obviously, like uh, the bloggers and stuff were posting pictures and video updates uh, at the park, the wait times. You know how long the line was it was like wrapped all the way through Frontierland. i think the wait got up to like three hours i don't know if it got longer than that but when i saw it, i think it was at three hours um and just like pretty much everything was just splash mountain and whether it was people just posting pictures and memories um you know posts uh, everything was splash mountain and i feel like there's a little more we can talk about with that like especially like with twitter like instagram you know, I follow a lot of Disney people. You guys, I'm sure, follow a lot of Disney people. Like, like for me, example, I posted, like, a bunch of old family ride photos from Splash Mountain. Uh, I posted a little video about Splash Mountain. It's cause just kind of paying tribute to it. You know, it's an end of an era here. Um, and I thought that was fine. You know, a lot of people were posting pictures and doing kind of the same thing. Then I kind of hop over to Twitter. And Twitter is a fun, weird, scary place, right? Because, like, Twitter, like... I use Twitter a lot to like keep up with sports stuff and news and scores and stuff like that. You know, I don't follow as many like Disney people on Twitter as I do, you know, for like Instagram and stuff. So Twitter, it's always interesting because you can see like what the people you follow, you can see what they like. And there's like two or three posts based on Splash Mountain um, that I saw. And it was like really, um, 
like sparking debate. And it's like, do I really want to get into it with someone on Twitter today? And I, I try not to, you know, I really do. But uh, there's just so much to cover. So like Splash Mountain closed. Obviously, you know, you guys know my feelings on it. I, I loved Splash Mountain. I loved the ride. You know, I always enjoyed and think about like the family memories on that ride. So like that's where my like attachment is. Like, for example, like one post, um, uh, a girl posted a, a photo in front of Splash Mountain. Um, it looked like she was like wearing all black and she kind of had her head down and her caption was mourning, uh, I'm, like sadness, like mourning. Um, it was posted to her Instagram story and someone screenshotted that and posted it on Twitter and she was getting absolutely roasted on Twitter. Like people saying like, oh my God, Disney adults are out of control. She's actually mourning the closing of a, of a theme park ride and like all this stuff. And it's like, we all just need to just relax. Like relax. I, I don't think she was literally mourning the closing of Splash Mountain. I think she was just taking a, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, opportunistic Instagram story. You know, I don't think she was actually mourning, you know, but people just take everything so serious. She was getting absolutely roasted, you know, on Twitter so much so that I think she deleted like her Instagram story and had to like turn off comments. It's like, what did she post that was that bad? You know, I post stuff like that all the time that's usually sarcastic or, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Like, you know, yeah, I'm sad, you know, uh, Splash Mountain's closing. Was I actually mourning and crying? No, you know, I don't think she was either. I think she was just taking an Instagram photo, you know? And there was another one, too, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, a, uh, a, a girl posted a picture with her child and said something like, um, you know, a sad day, you know, especially because I named my child after, you know, Splash Mountain and it's closing. And people are just, again, roasting her. Like, well, why? She's not allowed to name. I don't know what the, the kid's name was. I don't know if it was like Splash or Briar or I, I have no idea. I didn't look into it. But it's like, why why is she getting roasted? So much? Like, she's allowed to name her baby, first of all, like whatever she wants. You know, and if she named it Splash or Briar or something like that, it's not like that insane. Like Kim Kardashian named her child after a compass direction. That's okay. But someone can't name their, their kid after their favorite Disney World ride. Like people like, you know, my dogs are named you know, off Disney, Disney references. I just thought it was a little much like for her to get absolutely like roasted on Twitter and have her picture, um, you know, retweeted and shared so many times like that's shitty like settle down like yes I think we, I think both sides need to settle down too because there was people you know trying to prevent it from closing they were like tweeting stuff like oh we should reach out to the governor and have him make it a historic landmark so they can change it like that's that's a little much guys that's a little much like I love Splash Mountain too but I'm not petitioning the governor to make it a historical landmark so it doesn't get changed. You know, this is Disney. Like, we we should expect stuff like this now. You know, yes, I love Splash Mountain. It's, it's never going to be the same, but it's still going to be an attraction with the same exact, you know, ride layout. It will never be the same, but at least it's still going to be, you know, a fun thrill ride. It's not like they tore it down to put in, like, a, a gift shop, you know? kind of like test track like i love the original test track 
the new version is not the same, but guess what? I still love writing it, you know? It was just so controversial. Just like at the end of the day, I was just kind of over it. It's like if you're a Disney fan and you're going to miss Splash Mountain, like you're allowed to miss it. Like people were posting, um, you know, uh, I shared it on my Instagram. Someone posted on Twitter that people were leaving like plush animals and almost like a memorial in front of uh, Splash Mountain. And uh, the comment on Twitter was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. So I shared it to my story with you guys and asked you guys, is this embarrassing? And it was like 60% no, it wasn't embarrassing. 40% yes. You know, and I, yeah, everyone's entitled to, to their opinion. I didn't think it was embarrassing. I think it was kind of cool. Um, I don't think it was embarrassing because like, you know, Disney fans are very loyal they're very, what's the word, kind of out there, you know, sometimes, um, you know, and it's, you know, other people do make good points. Like, did they do this for other, other attractions when they closed? I don't think like, like Maelstrom, like my personal favorite, I was more upset when Maelstrom was closing because it was being replaced with Frozen at Epcot. And I just felt like that was a complete money grab. I don't feel like this. I, I don't think the Princess and the Frog attraction is going to be bad. I don't think it's a money grab. You know, I think the Maelstrom to Frozen was a lot worse, because, especially because they kind of half-assed that retheme. You know, they didn't even do, like, full animatronics. There's, like, scenes in that ride where it's just, like, an empty room. You know, it just felt out of place there in World Showcase. Or that's not the case with, you know, with Splash Mountain. So just a, a hot-button issue in the Disney community here. And unfortunately, another reason for, you know, normal people on Twitter to kind of bash Disney adults. But if you want to give it a listen, the podcast is available everywhere. I uh, recommend checking it out for one last tribute to Splash Mountain. So let's move on to this week's episode. Sorry for that kind of longer intro. But this week's episode, uh, the idea I have to send out a thank you to a listener, Collins 7 on Instagram. We were talking back and forth, and uh, she mentioned that a good idea for a show uh, would be on Hidden Mickeys. And I thought that was cool. It's it's one I've had in my notes for a while, and I figured, yeah, this will be a good week to do it. So this week's episode, we're talking Hidden Mickeys. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hidden Mickeys and Disney World. There's just something about it. And hopefully, if you're a younger listener, uh, hopefully Hidden Mickeys are still a thing because, you know, I'm older, times have changed. I don't know if Hidden Mickeys are as huge and as popular as they were, you know, when I was a kid, when I was in middle school, you know, up until like my late teens. Like, Hidden Mickeys were a big deal. Now, in case you're listening and you don't know what a hidden Mickey is, um, I'll try to explain it the best I can. So, a hidden Mickey is basically at you know Disney parks. Um, for this episode, I'm going to be talking, you know, about Disney World because that's the one I've been to the most. That's the one I know. But the Imagineers, the uh, you know the Disney Imagineers who would work on and design and create and build these rides and attractions and just even just you know stuff in the parks. They would kind of set up hidden Mickeys. And like the hidden Mickey is basically just the three circles, like two circles on top for the ears and one circle below it, you know, kind of makes that hidden Mickey, that Mickey Mouse kind of logo. 
And the Imagineers would get super creative with it. You know, this isn't just them, you know, drawing three circles. They would use props. They'd use, you know, different theming, like effects that you wouldn't notice it unless you're kind of looking for it. You know, and the reason why I was saying, like, I hope kids nowadays, you know, know what I'm talking about and stuff. It's like, you know, back when I was going to Disney, mostly in the 90s and, you know, 2000s, up until the mid 2000s, you know, I was younger. We didn't have the technology that we have now. I wasn't able to stand in line, you know, with my iPhone and go on Instagram and Twitter and play uh, Bejeweled or play Candy Crush or play um, Heads Up or, you know, that, that game. I think it's called Heads Up, uh, that game that everyone plays in line. You know, we weren't able to do that. We had to entertain ourselves in line in other ways, whether it was playing like weird, like hand clap, like games with each other or you know, playing I Spy. And then eventually what kind of got, you know, became a craze was the hidden Mickey craze. And the best thing to do while you were waiting in line, you know, would be to kind of look around and see if you can find any hidden Mickeys. So in this episode, we're just going to kind of talk about hidden Mickeys in general. Um, and then I'll give you my top five favorite hidden Mickeys. And then we'll hear from you guys on what some of your favorite hidden Mickeys are as well. Growing up as a 90s kid, going to Disney, there really wasn't anything better than that. And how I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, when you would stand in line, it wasn't like today. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have iPhones. I couldn't go on Facebook and Instagram or FaceTime my friends and family, play, play these mobile games to pass the time, you know. You know, I guess back then we did have Game Boys. I, I did have a Game Boy but for me to bring that and pack that and, you know, carry it around in the park was was definitely not happening. Even if it did, um, unless I had like one of those light attachments, I couldn't see anything on the Game Boy. It was kind of hard to um, play in the dark and kind of play that as you're waiting in line and moving, you know, a foot or two every minute or so. Like it would be tough. Um, you know, it wasn't like today. It just it was just different. And, you know, part of it is, though, too, like I I don't remember like having to wait in super long lines like everyone else everyone who's listening who you know if you guys are around my age or so like we went to disney a lot i don't really remember like waiting in crazy long lines you know there were obviously we waited in line for things maybe i'm just too young or you know naive or whatever to to remember it but it's not like today right it's definitely not like Rides were never always three hours long, two hours long, you know, Flight of Passage, Rise of the Resistance, you know, even sometimes, you know, Space Mountain and stuff. like. I don't remember ever waiting, you know, two hours for Space Mountain or hour and a half even. Um, maybe that's just different with the parks and the crowds and it's just more crowded now and the Fast Pass is different. Maybe that's it. But I don't remember waiting in crazy long lines. I do remember waiting in line, uh, especially once I got to like my probably middle school early teenage years you know you're 13 14 15 years old you're a little older you start to you know understand time more and you know maybe waiting in a long line and what we would do to kind of pass the time is to look for hidden mickeys you know i, I remember doing this especially with my sister me and my sister and my parents um we would try to find as many as many hidden mickeys uh, as possible and I think you guys will probably be able to remember this too. 
we had the Hidden Mickey books. Like, do you guys remember the books that were all about finding the Hidden Mickeys at Disney World? You know, one of them, I don't remember the exact names, but one of them was like a yellow, I think it had like a yellow cover. And I think they still make them. They still kind of update them like every few years or so. But I remember the first time we like found this book, like we had kind of heard of, you know, Hidden Mickeys. It kind of became a thing. I don't remember it always being like that. Uh, I don't remember standing in line with my cousins and, and trying to find all these hidden Mickeys. Maybe we did. I just don't remember. But I remember it more, you know, trying to hunt for them and search them out more uh, with my sister. And I remember we saw a few. We're trying to find them all. And then like the following year, like either our birthday or Christmas, um, one of us got a hidden Mickey book. And that was a game changer um, because not only... You know, could we study the book and try to remember all of these hidden Mickeys? But she would pack it with her, and that's what we would do in line to pass the time. We, you know, whatever park we were at, whatever ride, she'd open up her book and go to, you know, Expedition Everest or Space Mountain or Splash Mountain. And we would go through, and it would tell you, like, where certain hidden Mickeys were, you know, what they were and stuff like that. It was like a game, and we would try to find them. <laughs> it was like, that was that was fun like just trying to find all of these hidden mickeys you know it wasn't just with hidden mickeys uh too not just the the mickey head logo like the cast members the or not the cast members more the the imagineers and stuff would hide messages and dates and stuff uh wherever they could like the only one i always remembered was like uh when you ride test track like each um vehicle has like a certain number on it and like it turns out like the numbers like represented like the imagineers like birthdays or they would hide like on Main Street some of like the fake storefronts. They would come up with like fake names and stuff. And like those names were, you know, the actual names of some of the Imagineers and stuff. And like we always found that stuff, you know, my family and I, we always found that stuff so cool and so interesting. And that was part of what made Disney so magical is, was, is that they would hide like these cool little, you know, messages and dates and stuff. And it was cool to kind of stand there and, and soak that in and learn these facts like, you know, you're standing there on Main Street, you're soaking everything in, you're looking at the, like these storefronts and, you know, one of the names and, and you read it and it's like, that was, you know, an Imagineer who helped put this all together and build this. And like, it's just cool to, to see that and understand that. And that's how I always felt about the Hidden Mickeys. You know, that was Disney. That was something they didn't have to do. That's not something that other places do. There's not hidden... Um, you know, ETs at Universal Studios. There's not hidden Bugs Bunnies at the Six Flags parks. But Disney is notorious for having hidden Mickeys. You know, that was that Disney magic. That was Disney going that extra mile to put as much effort into detail as humanly possible. I remember one year, um, my family, we went to Disney on our normal trip. Uh, it was the four of us. I was bet I bet you I was about maybe 13 or 14 and we're there and my uh my uncle my aunt uncle and their kids uh decided to go on a last minute trip like i think they surprised my cousins uh with a uh, with like a, a last minute surprise disney trip i think they surprised us too like we didn't know they were coming and the next thing you know we get a phone call uh that he was like at our hotel and we're like whoa what are you doing here it was crazy um and they were younger than me. They were probably like maybe four to five years younger than me. So if I'm 13, you know, they're like seven, eight, nine years old, something like that. I remember this was like at the peak of the Hidden Mickey craze. 
and they're on vacation. We're, you know, kind of hitting the parks and doing everything together as one big group. And I'll never forget it. Like every single ride, every single line we stood in, they had to pick out every hidden Mickey possible. The problem was they weren't just picking out like all the hidden Mickeys. They were just looking at anything that had like three circles that somewhat resembled uh, a Mickey Mouse logo and were just shouting and loud and like, oh my God, a hidden Mickey. Look, another hidden Mickey. I bet you we heard that 5,000 times. I'll never get it. I just remember you stand there and you'd hear them go, look, a hidden Mickey. And you'd look and it would just be like some rocks. Like, what? That's not, that's just, that's just a pile of rocks. And then we'd be, you know, we'd walk two feet. Look, another hidden Mickey. And it was like, you know, someone's water bottle leaked water uh, on the ground and it almost looked like a hidden Mickey. Like, no, 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 that's not a hidden Mickey. That's not what we're looking for. That's not in the book. There's no spilled water circles in my hidden Mickey book. I just remember laughing so hard because... After that trip, my dad would always kind of mock them. We'd just be walking anywhere, and he and he'd look at, look at a cloud, for example, and just be like, "Look, hidden Mickey! Look, hidden Mickey!" And I just thought that was so funny. And I'll never forget that, like how into the hidden Mickey craze that they were. Uh, you know, they were literally seeing hidden Mickey's everywhere. Now, I will say, um, I'm guilty as well, and my family is as well as kind of having the hidden Mickey craze spill over into our. Um, normal lives, if I could say say that, if that makes sense. Like, even nowadays, we'll be somewhere. If we're at a restaurant, if we're at the park, anywhere, like a restaurant, for example, if the waiter, you know, puts down three plates and does like the Mickey with the two, uh, the two ears on top and then the one plate at the bottom, like we'll say like, hey, look, a hidden Mickey. Like, I think that's just part of it now. And maybe that's just me and my crazy family or, you know, maybe you guys can relate. Like if we, we, if we see something like that now at home, at work, you know, we'll, we'll kind of say to each other, Hey, look, a hidden Mickey. Um, the problem is with my cousins is like, they weren't actually seeing hidden Mickey's. Like at one point, I think it was just a pile of rocks. Like there was no Mickey shape whatsoever. And it's just something I thought was always funny. It's something that has always stuck with me in my family. Like, I'll, I'll never forget my dad just kind of mocking them and just pointing out random things and uh, saying hidden Mickeys. So kind of a spoiler alert to my list here, but I wanted to talk about, like, the first hidden Mickey that I can remember. Like, the first one I feel like is one of the most popular ones, um, and obviously it's going to be on my list, but I figured I might as well mention it here. The first one I ever remember seeing that kind of started the Hidden Mickey craze for me and probably for my family as well is the Haunted Mansion one with the plates. And if you've ridden Haunted Mansion, if you've you know been to Disney, you you probably know what I'm talking about. How the uh, you know the Imagineers during the the ballroom scene, the dinner scene, uh, they made a Mickey logo on the table with three plates. Like that was the one I remember. You know, you're riding this ride, you're fully immersed, you're looking around, all of a sudden you see that, you see the plates, and you're like, hey, that kind of looks like a Mickey head. And then you realize that they did it on purpose, you know, and that's what kind of started the hidden Mickey craze for us. So first I'll go over my top five favorite hidden Mickeys at Walt Disney World, and then we'll hear from you guys. I asked you guys on Instagram, what are some of your favorite hidden Mickeys? I, I thought it would be cool to kind of reach out and ask you guys you know, see what your favorites are. And also too, like, I feel like I'm out of the hidden Mickey game. You know, it's something we did so much when I was younger. Um, as I, as I've gotten older, like I, I don't like seek them out anymore. And I don't, I feel like I don't notice them as much. 
So there's probably a lot that I have either never seen before or maybe forgotten about. So can't wait to uh, read some of those from you guys. But let's start off my list, uh, my top five. I didn't really come with any honorable mentions because there's so many. So I'll just do my top five. Let's start us off with my number five pick. I'm going to go with Mickey's Philharmagic. And in the front of the theater, like on the side of the actual like screen, there's a bu bunch of musical instruments and stuff. And there's a French horn with a hidden Mickey inside of it. And I've always thought that that one was really cool. You know, I'm kind of a, not a huge music guy, but I, you know, I was in band growing up. I played the alto saxophone for, man, I don't even know, from fourth grade through, you know, sophomore year of high school, first chair, no need to brag. Uh, but So I've always kind of appreciated music and Mickey's Philharmagic. I love the show. It's my favorite 3D show at Disney. I love the music, the, the characters, the scenes and the movies that they chose. And I don't know. I just, I've always thought that this one was cool because it's it's subtle it's there it's you know once you see it you can see it but it's like one of those you could easily miss because they didn't just like stick a mickey logo on a french horn you know they kind of if, if you don't know which one i'm talking about google image it they kind of made the actual like um like uh what's sort of like uh buttons and like the actual can design of the french horn kind of into a mickey head so it actually fits it looks like a custom you know mickey french horn i've always thought that that one um was really cool and you know mickey's philharmagic hasn't been around you know that long i guess in the uh you know, early 2000s. So this was kind of an, a newer one where, you know, a lot of the classic Hidden Mickeys have kind of been around a while. But I, I just, I've always liked this one. It's cool. It's a French horn. You know, it's easy to miss. And, but once you see it, you're like, oh, whoa, look, a Hidden Mickey. And it's just kind of cool. You know, it's a, it's a Mickey French horn. I wish I could have had a, uh, a Hidden Mickey kind of designed into my saxophone when I was in middle school. I think that would have made me, you know, the, the most popular kid in school. So my number five pick, Mickey's Philhar Magic, the hidden Mickey in the French horn. Let's move on to my number four pick now. My number four pick is at a few different locations. Maybe you don't know this one, maybe you do. My number four pick is the ropes for the anchors at the boats and ferries, uh, specifically by the Magic Kingdom. And I, I do think that this one is in multiple locations, but I know the ferry boat um, by the Magic Kingdom that takes you to the Magic Kingdom and ticket transportation uh, station. I, I hope they still do this. I haven't seen it in a long time, but they would tie, um, you know, they would tie like the boats, um, you know, to the dock and they kind of, you know, have like that rope and some of the ropes would be kind of twirled into hidden Mickey's. And I've always thought that was cool. It's something I can appreciate. It's practical. It fits. Um, it's just one of those cool little things where, um, you know, you're, you're walking, you're waiting for the ferry, or you just got off and you just kind of look down and see a, uh, you know, a hidden Mickey made out of rope. I think that one, you know, I like it because it's creative. It fits, you know, that, that nautical uh, theme of, you know, I, I like the hidden Mickeys that are kind of subtle, you know, that aren't out of place. And I feel like this is perfectly fitting and it's cool and it's just, just like that little magical touch and I want to say some of the boats just kind of around the property do the same thing like I thought the boats that kind of take you um, from like Epcot to the boardwalk and yacht and beach club area I know I've seen it there before but the the most intricate one um, 
was at uh, the Ticket Transportation in Magic Kingdom. And I, I, I do hope that they still do it. Like I said, I, I haven't taken the ferry um, in a while, but I've always thought that that one was cool. And I thought maybe I was imagining it, uh, but actually I found it on Google. I, I was searching up Hidden Mickey uh, rope and random stuff like that. And I finally found, you know, the one that I remember seeing when I was, man, probably when I was, you know, in high school. So it's been a while. And um, just one of my favorites. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, that's my number four pick. For my number three pick, this one too is a little different. This one is maybe the most impressive um, out of all of them, out of every Hidden Mickey possible. But my number three pick is the actual design of the Disney's Hollywood Studios park. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up an aerial view of Disney's Hollywood Studios or Disney's MGM Studios, and you'll see that they worked in a hidden Mickey into the actual design of the park. Now, unfortunately, this hidden Mickey, I feel like if you were to look at it currently, it's not going to look the same because of all the construction and changes that have kind of happened at Hollywood Studios. But if you look up like MGM Studios, you know, even kind of early Hollywood Studios, right at like the center of the park, they worked in a hidden Mickey. And it's not just, you know, three circles. They worked in like, you can kind of see like the eyes and the nose. Like it's a, it's a very intricate design. And the fact that they went out of their way to do this, like kind of blows my mind. Like this is something I feel like Disney would never do today. Like I can imagine the Imagineers back then, you know, when they're designing Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, you know, they probably sat down and said like, hey, we have to make sure we kind of work in a hidden Mickey here. Like imagine that today. Imagine, you know, the, the, the top dogs at Disney all sitting down in a room, the construction workers, all those guys, and, you know, planning the park and budgets and money and, and, and an Imagineer standing up and being like, oh, yeah, um, also we want to make a, uh, you know, a giant hidden Mickey in the middle of the park they would probably look at them and like be like what what are you talking about like we have a strict uh, budget and money and all this stuff i'm sure it's not easy to design a park with a giant hidden mickey in the middle of it i'm sure it would be easier to not have done that but that was disney in the you know late 80s and 90s you know they wanted to do stuff like that they went that extra mile and it's just so cool uh when you get a chance look it up on google um Unfortunately, it, I'm pretty sure it, it no longer exists, which is kind of sad in itself. Like that kind of sums up Hollywood studios in general. Like they've kind of changed that in, entire park so much, so much so that the actual Mickey that was built in, you know, to the middle of the park from an aerial view is now also gone. But that was a cool one. And I, like I said, like just impressive the, the fact that they were able to a like build that and and be like make it so intricate and look so good so my number three pick is the giant hidden mickey uh in the mgm slash hollywood studios park now for my top two uh these two have always been my favorites uh you guys know one of them already uh but my number two pick i haven't talked about yet and my number two pick is unfortunately going to be gone forever my number two pick is the mickey in the clouds at Splash Mountain. And this one, you know, I talked about Splash Mountain in the intro of these of this episode is going away. This one was always one of my favorites. Like this is the one I always pointed out to like first time uh visitors. Like if we were going to Disney with, you know, my uncle or my cousins that met us there, uh, that haven't been to Disney a long time, like I would always point it out, 
you know, my, my wife, my, my friends, Brian and Chris, when they came with, I, this is the one I pointed out because I always thought this one was cool. It was um, hidden pretty well because it's not your standard just three circles Mickey logo. This one is actually like Mickey Mouse like laying down, like almost as if he was laying down and looking at the clouds. And if you don't know which one I'm talking about, it's kind of towards the end of the ride after the big drop where you would kind of go through that scene uh, with the giant, was it like almost like a giant ferry boat with all the animatronic characters singing. Um, in the background of that scene, like kind of right behind the boat to the left uh, in the clouds was Mickey Mouse. And it looked like he was laying down you know, you can see like his ear, his nose, his head. Um, and I've always liked that one. It's it's pretty cool. I even made a TikTok about it. I want to say like last year, I made some sort of TikTok about like when you see your favorite hidden Mickey and I posted a picture of it and I, I got a lot of views, but the comments, like there were so many people that had never seen that one before. I thought that was a common one. They're like, what, what are you talking about? I don't see a Mickey. And then I'd kind of point it out to them and they'd be like, they'd reply like, oh my God, I've never seen that before. I thought that was cool. Like people who've been on that ride, you know, hundreds of times never even noticed that hidden Mickey and they, they find out about it, you know, through a TikTok from me. So that was pretty cool. Um, this one, like kind of all of them too, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just kind of punch it in Google there. If you look up, you know, hidden Mickey clouds, splash mountain, you'll probably find it. And uh, unfortunately, uh, this one will be going away. So my number two pick, Mickey in the Clouds at Splash Mountain. And now for my number one pick, you guys know this one already. This is the one at the Haunted Mansion uh, in the, the ballroom dancing scene. Uh, you know, there's a giant table set up and it's got all the plates and glasses and, and silverware and chairs and everything like that. And like towards the end of the table are three plates set up in the shape of a Mickey Mouse head and that one was always my favorite that's the one that kind of started the craze for me that was the one I remember pointing out first the first one I ever remember noticing and I think you know oh man this one too they might have changed or removed or um you know maybe they did change it up because this one was so popular and this one wasn't really hidden that well you know yeah it's plates on a table maybe if you were quickly glancing over you wouldn't notice it but they're you know they're set up, you know, like a hidden Mickey. They, it wasn't as subtle as some of the other ones. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, it's just maybe, maybe they did decide to change it because it is a haunted mansion. It was like a little too obvious, which I'm okay, I'm okay with, you know, I'm okay with them changing it up. Like that's, I feel like that's kind of cool. Like all these years, like knowing where all of, all of these hidden Mickeys are, it would be cool if they randomly just started kind of switching them up on us. You know, keep things fresh. Like, hey, there's a hidden Mickey right here. Whoa, where'd it go? And then maybe you notice it like at a different part of the ride. Like, that's cool to me that they would think about that and, you know, put the effort and time into switching up where a hidden Mickey was. So uh, that's my list. That's my top five hidden Mickeys of all time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Now, I did say I, that I wasn't going to have any honorable mention, but there are a few that I at least want to mention um, that I should bring up. And I don't know if they're necessarily hidden Mickeys, but we'll bring them up anyway. So one of them is, I think it's technically on Disney property. If not, it's close. It's the Mickey kind of hidden Mickey logo that's kind of built into the power lines. The yeah, It's right around Disney. If you've kind of driven off and around Disney property, you know what I'm talking about. And kind of related to that too is the... Uh, solar panel like kind of field um, around Disney as well that's kind of shaped uh, like a giant Mickey head I think those two are pretty cool as well and I wanted to mention too it's not really a hidden Mickey uh, but I don't know when else I'm going to uh, bring it up but I remember when I was a kid um, when I would go with my entire family I've kind of mentioned like we would get um, you know the like the rooms at like Port Orleans, for example, or Dixie Landings, uh, where it was two rooms kind of connected. And I remember we had certain maids or room service people who would make designs like with our towels and stuff on our beds. When they would make our make our beds and clean our rooms, they would leave designs. And and every once in a while, there'd be like they would like make a Mickey head out of towels or blankets or washcloths. And they would make pretty intricate designs. I don't know if anyone else ever experienced this, but there was one time they made like almost like a, a fake person. They used like my grandpa's shoes and the blankets on the bed and they made like a little head. I think they put like a hat on the towels too. Like it was so intricate. We thought it was so cool. You know, I was like probably eight, nine years old, like me and my sister and my cousins, like we loved it. I'm pretty sure my my parents and my aunt and grandma and grandpa, they thought it was just as cool, you know, as we did. Um, you know, not really a hidden Mickey, but they would kind of make Mickey designs with the towels and stuff. And don't know when else I would be able to bring that up. So I'm going to bring it up right here. Now let's hear from you guys. I asked you guys on Instagram what some of your favorite hidden Mickeys were. Uh, thanks again, as always, for participating. I guess, hey, another perk of uh, following me on Instagram. I uh, love uh, hearing from you guys and featuring you guys on the podcast as well. First, Cat uh, Freet said, Tower of Terror Boiler Room and when the main doors open and the Haunted Mansion table. Yeah, Haunted Mansion uh, with the plates. Like I said, it's one of the more um, iconic ones. Tower of Terror Boiler Room. I don't think I know that one. You know, Tower of Terror freaks me out and I'm uh, still kind of scared of it. So I haven't ridden it that many times so um maybe that's why uh kb babe said uh my favorite is on splash right before the drop again i don't know if i know this one either right before the drop on splash mountain okay yeah the splash mountain one um kind of like i said my favorite is uh the mickey in the clouds this next one from applejack 73 said expedition everest a little yeti doll wearing mickey ears the cutest that that is pretty cool i like you know, I like when they get creative with it, you know, it, it doesn't just have to be, you know, a Mickey logo, you know, kind of like my Splash Mountain pick. It's not just a Mickey head. It's actually, you know, Mickey laying down in the clouds and you can see his nose and it's like a side view. Um, kind of like you said with this one, you know, a little Yeti doll wearing Mickey ears. Yes, that is pretty cute. This next one from Haley I. Grace said, all the ones my daughter spotted on our trip with a couple of uh, heart emojis that see that's what i like to hear that's what that's what i was hoping to hear you know i'm i'm obviously older i don't have kids um i don't know 
if they still kind of pay attention to hidden Mickey. So obviously they do. If your daughter was spotting some, you know, that's pretty fun. That's a good kind of family building, family fun thing to do is to kind of look for and kind of spot hidden Mickeys together. Madeline M495 said the the one in the Little Mermaid queue that only appears on Mickey's birthday. What? I have no idea what this is. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to look this one up. Um, Hannah Mraz said the one in the rocks on the Splash Mountain Drop, hoping they leave it in uh, Tiana's. So this is, okay, so this is what Carrielle, my friend uh, KB Babe, was talking about. Uh, the rocks right before the drop. Now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I do kind of remember it. Um, yeah, hopefully, I, you know, I don't know if they'll leave it in there. Uh, there's a good chance they'll kind of change that up and probably create some new Hidden Mickey. So that's another plus of uh, having a new attraction as well, is trying to spot all the new uh, new Hidden Mickey locations. This next one from Amanda Matteo said the Mickey in the lights uh, while waiting for the runaway train. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen this one either. Um, if this is Mickey's runaway railroad, uh, it's a newer one. I've only been on it, I think, once or twice. Uh, so I haven't been able to spot all the hidden Mickeys yet on that one. Ryan T. Klug said, used to be the fishing bobbers and cloud Mickey on Splash. Yes, yes, Mickey in the clouds. Okay. And the, the bobbers... The fishing bobbers. I do remember that one uh, as well. Yeah, um, there's. I guess there's probably a lot on Splash that you you can kind of miss. Uh, this next one from Pamagram said the ones in the in super posh slash fancy places because no matter what, we're all kids at heart. That's a good way to put it. You know, you see some like uh, you know a Grand Floridian or maybe it's some of the other resorts in the carpet in the design on the floor. You know anything like that? That is that's a good point. We are all kids at heart, and you know, kind of, uh, kind of like how I was saying, even here at home. Like, if I see a Mickey hidden Mickey here, like I kind of say either to myself or out loud, like, "Hey, look, a hidden Mickey." It's just those little things um, that uh, you know you got to enjoy the little things in life, and you know, spotting hidden Mickeys. It's yeah, it kind of makes you feel like a kid. And our last one for today is from It's CJ, who also said uh, the the one in the rocks by. Uh, Splash Mountain before the big drop. So man, a lot of love for that one, a lot of love for Splash Mountain. It's kind of ironic that, uh, you know, the week after it's uh, it's closing forever, we talk about all the hidden Mickeys that were inside the ride as well. So thank you guys again for participating on Instagram and sending in your picks. I always love reading those. And a lot of times, too, they kind of help me. Um, they kind of help me with my list, too. Like if I'm having a brain freeze and I'm doing a top five or top ten, Sometimes it helps, you know, reading some of your uh, submissions and kind of getting some ideas. So another uh, perk to following me on Instagram. But that's all I got, guys, for this week's episode. Um, I've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. In the next few weeks, I would like to have uh, my buddy Adam on again to talk about his Orlando experience. Uh, I want to do an episode on non-Disney days because I think a lot of us uh, have had those. You know, even us, you know, us, us Disney fans who, you know, come from out of state, you know, we we would always try to do some non-Disney stuff as well, whether it was Universal or driving to the beach or just, you know, other stuff in Orlando. So um, I think that would be a fun one. It's just a matter of me you know, being able to pick a time and us sitting down and, and recording. So I'll be working on that. I'll be uh, keeping this podcast coming every week. Appreciate you, appreciate you guys always listening. Remember, 
Uh, if you can, uh, leave a rating and a review. Hit that subscribe button. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. So you guys stay warm. It's like 15 degrees outside right now. A little bit of snow. I'm jealous. I wish I was in Florida. And um, yeah, have, uh, have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. I hope I was able to bring you guys a little bit of Disney magic. So always remember, it all started with a mouse.